From the News Talks ZB Newsroom, this is News Fix. Good morning, I'm Wendy Petrie, and this is your morning News Fix for Monday, the 13th of June. In this update, strike action begins for members of the New Zealand Professional Firefighters Union with demands for improved wages and working conditions. The union says there's currently a fire crisis with the failure to employ enough career firefighters and call centre dispatchers. Blake Benny reports. The union says firefighters are working extraordinary hours, with some reporting to work up to 100 hours a week. There's also calls for proper mental health and wellbeing programmes, as some firefighters report routinely attending multiple deaths a shift. The strike won't affect firefighters responding to fires and other emergencies. Threats against Jacinda Ardern involving the police have nearly tripled over the last three years. News Hub reports there were 18 threats against the Prime Minister in 2019, 32 in 2020 and 50 last year. Shannon Johnstone has more. The data released under the Official Information Act shows anti-vaccination sentiment was a driving force, along with opposition disagreement to the government's firearms crackdown after the mosque attacks. Police involvement ranged from visiting identified threat makers to giving warnings or recording it in an official data log. High interest rates and inflation don't look to have made a dent in the top end of the residential real estate market. Analysis from OneRoof's data partner Velocity shows sales in the $10 million plus bracket tripled in the last year, as well as a big jump in the $5 million plus bracket. OneRoof's Owen Vaughan says the bulk of top end sales take place in Auckland, specifically Remuera and Hearn Bay. There's very few places that you know, the wealthy look to buy a house. Queenstown and sought-after coastal areas like Mount Maunganui and Tauranga's Papamoa have also seen the bulk of sales. Sporting codes in the capital are joining forces to lobby council for cheaper ground fees. Affordable Sports for Greater Wellington is calling for a commitment from candidates in this year's election to reduce fees on playing sport. Campaign Chair Lisa Jones says in most parts of the country people pay less or even nothing to use facilities, but Wellington costs are high. With councils identifying that health and wellbeing is of such a priority to them, we just feel that without the council's support, sport's becoming very unaffordable for people to play. Anticipation for a strong season on the slopes. After one day of operating, a snowstorm closed Cadrona yesterday. The ski field was first open in Queenstown on Saturday, with several hundred allowed into the beginners' area. While the field was shortly closed again, ski area manager Laura Headley is taking the heavy snow as a positive sign. I think it's going to set up the season really nicely as well. You know, I don't think we've had a start like this for so many years, so I think everyone's pretty excited up there. It's hoped the ski field will open mid this week. To sport, England deficit is 80 at the end of day three of the second cricket test against New Zealand at Trent Bridge. The hosts are 473 for five at stumps. Kiwi driver Brendan Hartley is now a three-time winner in the 24-hour of Le Mans endurance motorsport race following this victory overnight. And a new coach, same result for the Warriors. Interim coach Stacey Jones's first game for the Warriors has ended in defeat, belted 38-16 by the Sharks in Redcliffe. I'm Wendy Petrie. That's your latest news fix. We'll be back with the next update at midday from the News Talk ZB newsroom. For more news, listen to News Talk ZB live on iHeartRadio.